0: Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now let's get down to business with your host, Jim
1: Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. We publish these stories on iTunes, on our website, positivelywv.com, and through print publications such as the State Journal, as well as numerous news websites throughout the state of West Virginia. Our goal is to help educate and perhaps inspire our audience. People just like you who are interested in West Virginia business with these positive business stories. This week, we're going to learn about Chad Remp and his company, Wheeling Truck Center, located in Wheeling, West Virginia. Chad, are you ready to get down to business? I'm ready. All right, Chad. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast to talk about your company. Chad Remp is Operations Manager of Wheeling Truck Center incorporated a family-owned and operated truck dealership located in Wheeling West Virginia of course founded in 1933 by Chad's great-grandfather C.H. Rimp Wheeling Truck Center is an authorized Volvo truck dealership and they sell new Volvo trucks of course used trucks parts service and repairs full-service leasing and they have a rental division as well Wheeling Truck Center's e-commerce website Class 8 Truck Parts, and that's with the 8, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes, .com is an industry-leading website selling truck parts, both throughout the United States and internationally. Chad created the international sales division of the company back in 2008, uh, back in 2010, and in eight years, they have exported, this is amazing, they have exported to more than 100 Countries worldwide. Chad is a graduate of Miami University of Ohio and received his MBA from West Virginia University. Chad is also the chair of the West Virginia District Export Council. In 2010, their company was uh, was recognized and received the prestigious presidential e-award recognizing the company for exel, uh, excellence in exporting. Now the, the interesting thing about this is the company is only the sixth West Virginia company to receive this award since 1961 back when uh, President JFK, John F Kennedy, began this award. Wheeling Chuck's uh, Center is managed by Ron Remp who's a third generation uh, 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 employee or owner, and Chad Ramp, a fourth generation. Chad, that's quite a, a, an introduction, but take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind the curtain look into your personal life.
0: Well, uh, I'm from Wheeling, West Virginia. I've been from the area all my life uh, and enjoyed the fact that when I graduated college, I had the ability to come and work for my family's business. Right. Uh, since I grew up in the trucking business and dealing with the truck dealership, uh, I'd seen trucks all my life, had truck birthday parties, and <laughs> re- really enjoyed the business and, and the people around it that I've gotten to know through the years, and uh, was blessed to be able to come and work in our family's business. And uh, It's been just such a blast to be able to rethink and reform how we operate our business, from the years ago when we had started into our e-commerce uh, business and then that e-commerce business expanding over into our international operations that are uh, areas of business that uh, and revenue that we never had had in the past. Uh, and frankly, I never would have even dreamt that we would have anything like that in the past. So it's been uh, pretty interesting and fun to transform and change uh, how we do our day-to-day operations and Ah, uh, business today is drastically different than business ten years ago for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, obviously, Wheeling Truck Center is a family business, as you mentioned. But you know, Chad, take us to that time. How, how did you know? What at what point did you know that? Hey, this is my direction. How did you get started in the in the truck truck business? Well, gro- growing up in the business, I had spent
0: time working in the in the dealership. I started working when I was twelve years old during the summers. Mm. Uh, and then during college, I would work during summers and some, during some of the breaks during summers. So I've done everything from washing trucks to sweeping floors to counting parts inventory. Uh, you, you pretty much name it in delivering parts to uh, working as the service manager for during breaks for vacations for other people and uh, pretty much every job except for physically turning wrenches on trucks. Uh, I've actually worked on in the business here. So I had a great lengthy introduction to what it was like to be in this business be, uh, after I graduated from college and had a very good expectations knowing what I was getting myself into that uh, deciding to get into the business
1: and and stay with family. Awesome. Since, since 12 years old, how old are you now? I'm uh, 41 right now. Awesome. That's what a calling you've had. That's, that's really cool, cool uh, insight as to, to how, you know, how, what led you down that path to, to where you're at now. Chad, what's your 30-second elevator pitch for Wheeling Truck Center?
0: Well, the, the greatest advantage we've had in expanding our operations is being a small family-owned business. Uh, we have great customer service and attention to detail that we can provide. Uh, to our customers literally all over the globe. Uh, We've been able to build some great expertise in our technology. So we have state-of-the-art communications and inventory systems and pricing systems uh, through e-commerce and B2B website portals for our customers that we're able to uh, leverage to have the best of the technology out there, but uh, still a small business and that small feel that we have the ability to make sure that things are done the right way and in the
1: individual contact and the in individual touch
0: with customers all around the world.
1: Love it. Excellent. What would you say is the thing that you're most excited about for your company right now? For us, it's been expansion
0: of our e-commerce business, the yeah. classic Uh That started up and it that started up in around 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the original intent with that website was for us to get rid of obsolete inventory that we had in our <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> so we went from having old filters that we had have had for years, you know, when you've been in business for oh. 80 years like us, you're bound to have some old things sitting around. Sure. So I, my logic was those pieces of inventory and those old filters, they're probably good to someone somewhere just not us and our our market locally here. So I put those out on the internet and we started getting rid and selling some of those pieces of inventory, which I thought was great. So then the next step along the way was, well, what if I added good current selling inventory onto this website? I wonder if we can get rid of some of that stuff. So we started selling and expanding operations on our e-commerce side and selling good current inventory Uh, And then back in 2010, one of the options on the website was to check some boxes and say, do you want to accept international orders? So in the past, we had maybe done a sale or two into Canada, and I realized there was a little bit of extra work uh, to be able to do an international sale, but it didn't seem to be too bad. So I checked the boxes, and all of a sudden, we started getting international orders, and we started uh, getting inquiries from all around the world more and more. Uh, and expanding out that side of the business and until we ended up discovering the U.S. Commercial Service. Uh, and there's a gentleman in town, Diego Cotesco, in the U.S. Commercial Service, who came in and met with my father and I in February of 2010. Hmm. And he said, wow, you guys may have something going here. If you're getting unsolicited international leads and in you're closing business right now, what could you do if you actually tried to promote your international sales operations and try to go global and international. Hmm. Uh, so a couple months later, I hopped on a plane and flew down to Sao Paulo, Brazil to take part in a trade mission and to learn more about international sales. And on the way back through, I flew through Lima, Peru uh, to hmm. visit one of my first international customers that we have that fortunately we're still doing business with today. Wow. Uh, so I, I swung through Lima to visit with him and some other prospective customers in that market. and. And year one, we were doing business in 50 countries because we were physically actively vis- visiting those markets and promoting ourselves as doing, being able to do international business.
1: Well, that's absolutely incredible. And, and you, know, you mentioned this trade mission. Can you kind of fill in the, in the gaps in there? What is that trade mission? What, what did that look like?
0: Sure. The, this, this particular trade mission was called the Trade Winds, which is an annual event that goes on from the U.S. commercial service. This event uh, is regionalized. So that year that I went to Sao Paulo, Brazil, the focus was on Central and South America, the Latin American countries. Yeah. So I flew to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and individuals from the U.S. Commercial Service that are the heads of each country would come in and visit. So their job is, is the representative from Peru was there. And he would sit down with me in, a, in this giant conference room and we would talk about what my business does, what we have to offer. And he would sit there and say, yes, I think you would, could have some opportunities in Peru or in some cases in other markets, they would say, no, we don't really think that there's a good market opportunity for you. Huh. Huh. And then at that point, we would be able to go down the discussions further to say, if we think there is a good opportunity, do you wanna come into the country And then the U.S. Commercial Service could help set up appointments for me with prospective customers to meet with. Uh, So that that was kind of the first uh, trade mission that we were involved with uh, with the U.S. Commercial Service and since then uh, we've participated in quite a few trade missions Hmm. through the U.S. Commercial Service and through the state of West Virginia and their International Development Office that have all been instrumental in helping us uh, when we're physically out into the market. Uh, meeting with prospective customers to grow our business.
1: Well, I think um, when I heard you first met you, I heard you speak at a conference a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, and I was just blown away by the success that you're having in in this international, uh, you know, marketplace. And so what, you know, Obviously you make it sound so easy. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that easy. But what's what's the, you know, what's the biggest challenge of, of companies like say here in West Virginia that want that want to maybe expand and say, look, <clears throat> you know, I, I think I could sell these products. I think I could fill a need. I think I could solve a problem overseas. What's the, what's the best, you know, piece of advice you would give to them to you know, getting into that uh, international space?
0: Every company is going to be a little different, sure. and it depends upon the product or the service that you have to offer. Not every product or every service is going to be perfectly translated to be able to sell and go global. Uh-huh. So that, There are some operations that may not have the abilities to, to do international business. However, there are a lot that do have the capabilities and the product products or services uh-huh. that could be put out on an international basis and they just haven't realized it or figured it out yet. If someone is, has an interest, that's the number one step, is actually figuring out that there may be an opportunity and an interest. The second step is is to do something with it, and it's gonna involve a commitment of some time and resources and possibly some money to to go out and try to see what's out there. Sure. Initially, when I had thought I was gonna get into international, and we we tested the waters a little bit, I didn't realize that, there was, that people in other countries would have difficulty sourcing truck parts that are U.S. truck parts. Uh-huh. We take for granted a lot of things in the U.S. that we have such huge availability of uh-huh. almost anything you can imagine. Yep. It's so easily accessible to us. In a lot of markets and countries around the world, that's not the case. Uh, it's, it's a lot more challenging find the right things in the market, or if they are there, the price may be not very competitive and you may have a price advantage to be able to go into those markets. So There are far more opportunities than what people originally think or expect that's out there. Mm. We're not a manufacturer, we're a distributor. We're not making something, I don't have anything exclusive. There are about 300 other Volvo dealers and and almost a thousand other heavy duty truck dealers that could conceivably be selling the similar products as me into these foreign markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just kind of found this niche out there and found these co- customers and contacts that we've been working with to help fulfill their needs to, to locate some of these pieces that may not be available in some of these markets around the world.
1: Outstanding. Chad, so is your, you know, in your role as the chair of the West Virginia District Export Council, is this one of the things that you're helping with other West Virginia companies? Talk a little bit about that role
0: yeah the, the west virginia district export council has been a, a it's a great organization uh, it consists of individuals like myself who are private business individuals private business owners or employees of businesses in the private sector that are either manufacturers distributors and the other individuals that make up the deck are governmental agencies. So mm-hmm. we have individuals from the SBA, people from the West Virginia Development Office, people from the U.S. Commercial Service, people from the Ag Department for you know food exports, which is a huge market and potential in West Virginia. So we have all these individuals that we get together in a room and we try to come up with a game plan and try to coordinate our efforts that we're working together to try to help assist businesses throughout the state to make sure that they're able to learn quickly, to get ramped up into speed, to
1: yeah. learn
0: what is needed to be able to export, and, and then when you start to get some of the basics in, how can you go to take it to that next level to, you know, not from just making the sale and doing cash in advance to maybe opening up open accounts and having uh, using X, XM Bank to be able to ensure those accounts receivable to using letters of credit and other other instruments to be get paid or marketing to Mm. expand your business internationally so that group of individuals is out there with the intent of helping to educate and new exporters and educate experienced exporters to help expand their businesses globally
1: how do people get
0: plugged into that uh, we have a website, uh, westvirginiaexports.com. Uh, there's also West Virginia Exports is on Facebook. We typically, for this organization, the District Export Council, we have four meetings for our Export Council and usually in conjunction with our meetings uh, prior to, sometimes after, we'll have, our, for our deck meeting that we meet individually, we have a training seminar that we'll often have uh, throughout the state. Uh, we yeah. have one coming up in November in uh, the uh, Eastern Panhandle, I believe in Shepherdstown. Uh, then we typically have two in Charleston a year, and then some one in either Morgantown or Wheeling area. So
1: we try to move the meetings around a little bit to have yeah. training seminars in different locations. That's incredible. Well, we'll make sure we have in the show notes linked to that website as well. So, Chad, I want to take a quick second just to mention our incredible sponsors that we have that that really make uh, Positively West Virginia possible. And they are the State Journal, wvnews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these great core, uh, companies and organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things that are happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like what's happening with Chad Remp and Wheeling Truck Center. All right, Chad, let's get back into it, and thanks for letting me uh, take a second to recognize those sponsors. Chad, you know, obviously you're doing this amazing work, you know, selling and you know, truck parts to more than 100 countries around the around the planet. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia?
0: Uh, The best thing and the advantage we've had being in West Virginia is West Virginia is a small state and I have the ability now that uh, I have contacts with people from the West Virginia Development Office. Mm -hmm. They all know who I am, I know who all of of them are and the attention that we can get and the assistance that we can get. uh, As us being a small business, they're very receptive into working with us and helping us succeed that uh i think is a great advantage over have if we were in some other larger markets and other other larger states uh, i i question the level of attention that we would get being such a small business
1: that's a great uh, point we're
0: very blessed to be able to get um, from the state of west virginia that they're very receptive to working with us, and we're we're blessed with the resources we have in the state, uh, with the individuals that are trying to help small businesses.
1: Absolutely. Well, Chad, it, it sounds like you're doing some amazing things. You know. Even though this show is called Positively West Virginia, I often like to ask people this question just to kind of get their perspective, but take us to that place of your worst business moment since you've been with Wheeling Truck Center. Tell us, Talk a little bit about the the like the worst experience you've had so far and kind of like what would your takeaway was from that uh, experience.
0: Well, it, running a business, and especially a small business, uh, there are plenty of rough times that are out there. Yeah. Uh, it is, Far from the sunshine and roses that most people try to paint the picture of, there are always challenges every day. Uh, for us, probably the worst difficulties that we've ever had to experience and go through uh, occurred in 1998. Uh, shortly after I graduated, we had expanded our operation and purchased a dealership location in Zanesville, Ohio. Hmm. Uh, w- right at that time when we purchased, there was uh, markets were still good. Uh, shortly after we had completed that purchase, which was going to need to be a turnaround operation, so we were going to be having to put a bunch of money into it, losing money for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, The truck market really, the bottom just dropped out of it. Mm. Uh, We were also unfortunate that at that same time, we had a lease on our facility uh, with the prior owners. Our lease was for three years, and unfortunately, we did not, um, from our legal representation, we did not get a renewal clause Inserted into our lease agreement, mm. so after the end of three years, uh, our rent rate on our the facility uh, tripled.
1: Oh my gosh! And
0: considering the challenges in the market, they were it was a difficult time anyway. Uh, that we were having to do this turnaround, and we were getting making headway and getting things turned around, but not enough to be able to, to tolerate that type of rent increase. So unfortunately, we had to liquidate everything out of that business. Hmm. Uh, and close it down. Uh, That cost us a significant amount of money, Uh, very, very sizable amount of money we ended up losing during that operation. Uh, and um, that, that's probably been the worst thing that we've had to deal with, and I, I really hope we don't have to go through anything like that yeah, ever again. Yeah, absolutely. That, so what, that was very, very <laughs> stressful.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and and thanks for sharing that. For, and I hate to make you relive those times, but what you know, what was the you know maybe in a sentence or two, what was the one takeaway that you learned from that experience as a as a guy who's you know in business and like I'm never going to do that again. But what was that one takeaway you had? Well, for, for us, uh, the t- the takeaway I kind of have is to
0: be a little bit more prepared, maybe have a second, second set of eyes with mm-hmm. legal review through documents that you have going through yeah. if it's something large. And then also to be prepared knowing that what would happen if you, close some, if you have something that you're going to do, a big purchase of sort, of adding on machinery, adding on something, what happens if things go really bad tomorrow and the market drops? Yep. what what's your plan B uh, that, that's something that we try to, to work with and, and to expand and that's actually part of why we've gotten into this e-commerce business in our international business is sure. uh, heavily to diversify our business yep. we are no longer reliant upon what goes on in the wheeling market the Ohio Valley market uh, or for even that fact what happens in the US market great We're less yeah. reliant on that because of our international business uh, we're doing business in so many countries around the world that, if one market around the world is softening, hopefully another one is is not as yeah. bad and and maybe strengthening. So we've diversified our cus- customer base and business globally to uh, kind of help us out with that plan B of what happens if things go bad in in an area. Well, then we have other areas that we can refocus our business into.
1: Yep, great insight. What's Chad? What's the uh, the vision long term for your company? Uh,
0: our, our vision is to continue to expand out uh, with both our domestic and our international sales with uh, customers around the world and to provide our great products at competitive prices and to be able to help our customers around the world expand their businesses. Most of our customers that we work with globally are other small independent truck parts distributors around the world. Yeah. So by us working with them, we're often helping supplement their business with additional product lines mm-hmm. that were able to help them expand and grow their business. So it's it's been a, a lot of personal joy for me to revisit with customers years later and multiple times through the years and uh, sit down with them and then explain, well, you know, we now have two locations or three locations, and mm-hmm. and our business—they've you know instead of two storefronts now they're your one storefront now they're two—and mm-hmm. they've been able to grow their business, and it's been wonderful to see that we've been able to work with them to help them grow their
1: businesses also. Yeah, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners or maybe entrepreneurs? Maybe they, they have an idea that they either want to start a business or maybe go into a family business. Something that you can maybe give. Uh, some some advice on that from from young people that are interested especially as we try to keep people in the state of West Virginia
0: well it's the best piece of advice is it's harder than it looks Mm. Uh, there is nothing that is easy Uh, there's no such thing as easy business there's no such thing as easy money it's not out there it is tiring it is exhausting it is very very challenging and even when you see people that you look on the outside you say boy that things must be great look at them how awesome is that there are years and years and years of hard sweat work that go into building a business to be able to get to those levels and even when they're at those great levels and those great highs Mm -hmm. there's still challenges every day that they have to deal with yep absolutely great advice Uh, the, the greatest the 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 expression I think I've heard is that it, it only takes seven years to be an overnight success.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Uh, I've been, uh, my company just started into our eighth year, so I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you do every day, Chad, that you think contributes to your success? Uh, one of the biggest activities that I do uh,
0: dealing with international sales is customer outreach. Uh, with customers and prospects. I I do a lot of follow-up with customers. Uh, Since we started international sales in 2010, I personally visit around 10 to 12 countries a year. Uh, In each country, I'm visiting with multiple contacts and Mm. prospects prospects or existing customers. And through those years, we've been able to build up a very, very large database of potential clients and customers. And my daily activities are following up with all of them, uh, letting them know what exciting things we have going on, any specials that are occurring, and keeping in touch with them that they may not be needing our services today, but they may need them tomorrow, and for me to be front of mind with them. So I I spend a lot of time every day with following up with people all
1: around the world. Yeah, a side question. How many employees do you have? Uh, We have 21 employees total. Awesome. What's one resource you use in your business that, in your business that you just can't live without? Uh, well, for me, as, as I was explaining earlier, my follow-up process is uh, a,
0: a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the last count I had was you know, just shy of 1,000 individuals that well, uh, I'm keeping in touch with. So I have a, a CRM package that I use. It's called Contactually. Yep, uh, it's been very helpful for me that it just it reminds me when I have not heard from someone after so long. So, uh it's it's been easy to work with and easy to use, but that's been instrumental in helping me uh keep in touch with people all around the world on our sales efforts.
1: Yeah, doing doing um international businesses, is the language barrier something you have to contend with?
0: Fortunately, we do not have to deal with a language problem very often. Yeah. Uh We're blessed being in the United States and English being our native language, because English is the global language of business.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: So most everyone out there, even in large corporations that are global in in basis, they often will have their meetings conducted in English, even if they're sitting somewhere in in Asia or in Europe.
1: Excellent. Uh, And
0: because of that, many individuals throughout their schooling all around the world, English is typically the second language that is learned. Uh, I'd heard once that there are over 300 million people learning English in China. So that means there are more people learning the English language in China than there are native English-speaking people in the United States.
1: Wow, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Because
0: because of that benefit that we have, uh, English is is typically everyone that I'm working with is speaking English. Uh, Fortunately, I can read and write a little bit of Spanish, and I, I do a decent amount of business entirely in Spanish. But as a whole, everything is in English. We keep the language basic. We use pictures. A lot of our stuff numbers. Yeah. We keep everything simple as,
1: as can be, and uh, we've not really had any issues with language being a problem doing business. Yeah, that's just uh, kind of a question that just kind of popped in my mind there as you were talking about this. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people or entrepreneurs? Well, I, there's, there's two books that – I keep on my iPad on my Kindle app on there yeah
0: and I go through and read a lot of books and I I usually download them and delete them when I'm done and there are two that I keep on there that I that I review through and read through again uh one's called the hard things about hard sorry about that the hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz uh and the other book is the slight edge by Jeff Olson And those have been two great books that uh, I've enjoyed rereading, and I I rarely reread books, (laughs) but those two that I've gone
1: back to. Those are great because I don't think that we have a resources page on our website, positivelywv.com, and we have links where people can actually buy the books right there uh, from Amazon, and it's pretty cool. And I don't think either one of those is on the list yet in in 40-some episodes, so that's cool. Thanks for for sharing that uh, uh, with us. Chad, if you could meet, I mean, you're you're connected around the state of West Virginia, but if you could meet anyone in our state who could help your business get to the next level, who would that be? Well, the, the individuals that I
0: would like to meet in the state of West Virginia aren't really people that are going to help my business, but I, I would love to be able to help other people's business grow.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I don't
0: make a dime. I don't get paid to be on the, the chair of the West Virginia Export Council. The people yeah. that serve on that are volunteer entirely. But I, I, it's, I feel it's my job, since people have helped me mm-hmm. in years past to get into the international business and, and, to, and how that's helped my business, uh, I, I feel it's right for me to be able to give back to the mm. community and to be able to help other businesses. So the individuals that I would love to be able to run across are the ones who think they may have something that they could take internationally. or. They have a product and they don't even realize they could take it international for, for me to spend some time talking with them on on the opportunities and the potential that they could have for their business and their employees uh, to look at going global.
1: I love that. It's uh a true servant heart there, Chad, so my hat's off to you, and thanks uh, thanks for sharing that. You know, uh, Chad, this has been a, an excellent interview, and I really, really love what you guys are doing, and, and you're taking this, you know, four, you're a fourth-generation member of the family business, and you're just, like, taking it in a whole other direction, like you said. You know, years ago, you never even dreamt it's possible, and and I think that that's really cool. And the fact that you want to help others uh, do that kind of thing as well is very admirable. And I appreciate what you're doing in West Virginia. Appreciate your, you know what you're doing up there in the Wheeling area. And it's just been a great opportunity to, to get to know you a little bit. Well, thank
0: you. Yeah, it's been, it's been great uh, talking to you, and I enjoyed meeting you uh, a couple weeks ago in, down in Morgantown.
1: Yeah, Chad, so in closing, how can our listeners learn more about you and your company, uh, Wheeling Truck Center?
0: Well, uh, we have our website, uh, wheelingtruck.com, which is for the dealership. Yeah. Uh, but really, our main website that we deal with on our international and domestic sales is class8truckparts.com, and that's the number eight. Yep. Uh, through that. And then we're on either Class 8 Truck Parts or Wheeling Truck on most of the social media platforms out there that we're posting through occasionally on that
1: also. Absolutely. And we'll put links to all those sites uh, uh, on our show notes in the podcast section. So thank you again for, for being on the show. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal wvnews.com, InterAction Media, United Bank, and Myland. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like Chad Remp and Wheeling Truck Center, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. And, of course, if you know uh, someone or if you would like to be on the show, you think that they would be a great guest, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. There's a button there uh, where you can just click it and uh, submit a form. And we appreciate uh, all of your comments and encouragement on social media and on the website and uh, direct messages as well. Of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels uh, as, you, as you feel appropriate. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.